All right, so I wanted to give a preface up top. We're recording things slightly out of order because I will be gallivanting across Europe for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be fun. It will be. So, yeah, if we are, like, not referencing whatever the correct news topic of the day is... <laughs> It's because we're back in time. We are, yeah. So we're recording this on July 11th for reference, just in case you're like, what was going on then? In case, like, you know, world explodes or something, whatever. Yeah, shit really pops off. And for some reason, (laughs) we still decide to release this. That's why we don't reference the people's communes of the western coast of the United States. I don't know, you know, something crazy going on. (laughs) It would be really funny if we still did release it, because today we're talking about fucking chicken run. (laughs) It's important, man. So it'd be like, I know there's some shit popping off, but first off. (laughs) Have you watched the 2000 stop motion animated comedy film Chicken Run? All right, let's get into it. (laughs) Uh, This was directed by Peter Lord and Nick Park, and it's a children's movie. It is. Are they the guys that do all of the Wallace and Gromit stuff? I mean, I know the style is the same, but I didn't know if the director was the same. They are the same guys who did, yeah, Wallace and Gromit. Okay. I don't, you know, who at least started it. I don't know if they still do or what, but. I mean, I love stop motion. It was very fun visually to watch. Yeah. I loved it too. I like, <laughs> even in the beginning, like she's using like a little spoon to dig out under the fence. I was like, mm-hmm. that's adorable. <laughs> And the like the the dirt was just so like blobby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into it. Scene. It's just short enough to do scene by scene, right? Yeah, yeah. We are first introduced to Tweedy's farm, and it's driven home. You know, it's it's bleak. There are barbed wire fences. This crazy farmer guy is like patrolling <laughs> the perimeter like a concentration camp guard. The rows and rows of coops are just like, I don't know if they were more likely going for like a concentration camp vibe or like, you know, some sort of authoritarian look like that. But it also looks kind of like just rows and rows of suburbia or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I got more prison vibe, I guess, than anything. Yeah, well, you know, some people would say same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I guess they open first with like attempted escapes, right? We're introduced to Ginger. She's very cute. Love her little hat. And she leads various failed escape attempts from the farm. So digging under the fence and... Uh, oh, that's the first one. That's the first <laughs> one. Um, what else? What else? They do all kinds of crazy shit. Oh, they like stack up like a person and try to get by the uh, the dogs. Just some cartoony shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like that, you know, this, this guy, Mr. Tweety drives home very early on you know that he's so hyper vigilant and everything like you can't escape no chicken escapes from Tweety's farm <laughs> and so we're intentionally looking at it through a communist lens you have to do that because it's not oh it is a little overtly i would argue later but to get the whole you know to get messages from everything this is like the capitalist country's how even uh, Margaret Thatcher back in the day said there is no alternative. Mm, I didn't know that was a Thatcher. Yeah, that's a, a baddie from a baddie. Yeah, that's a rough quote. If you find yourself saying things like there is no alternative, like, ooh. You're, you're like the Borg. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is literally a Borg thing to say. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool in, in that it was terrible. But. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
but they can't let you, you know, they can't let you go. They can't let you, they need these chickens to make a profit. Yeah. And I also liked how Mr. Tweedy was like, I mean, clearly not smart and just at the beck and call of Mrs. Tweedy. Like, I mean, he, he's the cops. Like he works for the main capitalist. Yeah. And I also thought it was funny too. this. It's like later in the movie that I realized that he's not like an employee of hers. Like, no, they're married. <laughs> yeah. But the first time they interact, it just seems like he's a worker there or something. I thought so too. And then later it's like, oh, she's Mrs. Tweety. Oh, shit. <laughs> she's just terrible. Uh, yeah. Well, to me, that's the, uh, I read into that as the com- uh, the commodification of all family relations under capitalism. Oh, okay. I read it more as capitalism and the police state are like inherently intertwined mm, it's it's like a familial relationship it's, there. it's a dark marriage oh i like that too that's good <laughs> guys we're really gonna be playing with metaphor today <laughs> <laughs> yeah also y'all get my tired voice i'm pretty tired today oh, what happened know. i'm just i don't, didn't sleep well or something but oh, i'm sorry uh one note that i made is that tweedy's farm is actually pretty luxe compared to like factory farms oh to actual farms yeah if they had really yeah. wanted to make this so like a horror movie they could have just done a real a real chicken just a documentary <laughs> yeah those are horror movies but i mean they each you know they have they don't each have their own coop but like they're spread out mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty good they have room <laughs> to maneuver their wings and they have like areas to walk in that is more than most egg hens get in the united states at least they also get like, I mean, they get killed, but they get humanely killed instead of like just having their food cut off. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be worse, but that's not to say it's like, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we said Ginger keeps getting exiled. Basically, she gets keeps getting thrown in solitary, really. It's like she's a Bolshevik leader or whatever, <laughs> repeatedly getting exiled for revolutionary activities. Just going to Siberia over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except I guess she doesn't really escape that. She just gets let out. Yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah, I was surprised they like did it that many times. I don't know. I mean, I guess she was also laying eggs. Yeah, you have to assume she was. She had to be productive in some way or they wouldn't have let that happen. Yeah, because you see Edwina. Edwina! gets the chopping block for not producing oh and i liked this moment where ginger is talking to another chicken is like why why didn't she tell us she didn't lay eggs i would have given her some and like yeah they they are collective about their eggs yeah they know how to work the system how to like work in solidarity with each other they're doing mutual aid through eggs (laughs) and maybe that's like that's enough to survive like that so that's the survival strategies right it's not enough to really save them they'll need more than that but it's important yeah and i think it is also important for like their overall goal too because like so after edwina is killed you know ginger is talking to them about how like they want to escape and like I think in order to believe in like a society where they can live together, they have to know that they'll take care of each other. Mm, Okay. So that's the idea of like prefiguring what your future society is going to be like in the now. That's one of the ideas of mutual aid is like you are kind of showing people. Yeah. 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 You're modeling what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. And okay. And this leads to like probably my favorite quote in the movie is uh, why do I keep forgetting her fucking name? 
Ginger. Ginger. I keep wanting to say like Gwen or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ginger says the fences aren't just around the farms. They're up here in your head. And I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. It's so it it's not 100% true because the fences are also in the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's physical obstacles. Like there's the dogs that patrol, there's the farmer that patrols, there is the fence. Like yeah. there there are real things in the way. And in and, and and you know, to extend the metaphor to the real world, like we have physical obstacles too. Like there's the police, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You can't just stop paying rent, you'll get kicked out. Like stuff like that. Right. Or the the military, if you're yeah, doing a revolution yeah. or whatever, you know, Definitely. the FBI, the CIA, hey, Dave and Dan. What's up, boys? <laughs> but it's yeah, I think you're right that it's it's such a good quote because there is a definitely a, a part of that is that we limit ourselves, you know, in terms of what we think is possible. Yeah, because immediately, you know, when uh, she talks about escaping and, and going to live like on a grassy hill, they start asking, you know, who's going to feed us? Where's the farm? Where's the farmer? Like they are literally bred to only be in this area. Like they don't know what being wild and being like a normal, I guess, a free chicken. I guess that was a thing back in the day. Oh, um, sure. I mean, yeah. There had to have been. <laughs> but like they, they are literally bred to only know this life. And so they immediately start questioning, like, how will this work? Mm-hmm. And that's when Ginger gives the the rousing speech. It's like old major's speech in the first part of Animal Farm, you know? Mm, yeah. He's like, hey, it's going to be great. All the animals will work together and everything. Right? It's like, there's, we'll, we'll feed ourselves. There's no farm. There's no farmer. No dogs. No fences. That sounds great. Yeah. it would. That would be good. No boss. No cops. No borders or countries. No governments. Just like, you know, freedom. I'm a freedom guy, so <laughs> security <laughs> yeah. or uh, provide being provided for, you know, or providing for yourself, I guess. Definitely, and like I, I do think the the overall for making the metaphor, I think it's pretty strong. Like because if you, you look at the the farm setup, they are producing labor through eggs until they no longer can produce labor, and then they are killed. Yeah, and in in the small scale sense that's more or less what we go through you know even in the kind of lux conditions of the imperial core countries right like we go through that of like our version is you work you produce profit for your boss and when you don't you're not killed but you are relegated to like the threat of starvation of homelessness like you're you know because you're fired Yeah, yeah, it's an indirect violence, but it is absolutely violence all the same. And I would argue there is more direct violence if you're working in like a physically demanding job, you know, you're fucking doing extractive work, you're doing manual labor of some kind, like, that will literally kill you. (laughs) Yeah, and then if you zoom out, like, big picture wise, we are all facing the chopping block in the (laughs) sense of, uh, in the sense of, um... You know, these corporations focusing on short-term profits is capitalists focusing on just making their quarterly profit reports or whatever at the expense of, like, killing us all with the climate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect Chicken Run to give me an existential crisis this early in the day, but, you know, that's fine. (laughs) Well, there was some comic relief through it, too. Um, For sure. So, Babs 
was the name of the... The dumb chicken? The, the dumb chicken, yeah. <laughs> I liked Babs. I also, I like Babs because we have bastardized, like, pet names for each other so much that now we call each other Babs. It came from, like, <laughs> babe and baby. And yeah. it's to the point where we do it in front of other people and they're like, is somebody here named Barbara? Like, what? what is happening? <laughs> oh, Babs is short for Barbara? Babs is short for Barbara. Ah, okay. Yeah. Did not know. Yeah, no, okay, so she's comic relief, right? She's just, um, she's like, oh, are you going on holiday or whatever? For the analogy, she is the mystified, non-class conscious proletarian. Oh, I could see that, yeah. She doesn't get it. She's just like going about her life, you know, maybe she's one of those people who's not into politics or what have you. Yeah, I definitely, I, I could see that. She is very just willing to go along with whatever else is happening around her, like, pretty much the whole film she is just kind of not all there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah they're, they're like let's let's organize you know let's get let's continue to try to escape all of us together uh i like there's one chicken who was like no let's not escape why don't we just work more and make sure we produce enough eggs you know yeah it's like why don't yeah because we're focusing so hard on escaping we're not producing enough eggs that's the problem you know um <laughs> If we would just accept our lot in life and produce, 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 and, you know, eventually we will live a nice long life and then eventually be executed. Uh, That'd be great. It's a good life. One of them is like, it's a living. (laughs) It's a living. I mean, yeah, I mean, that absolutely tracks with so many people are bought into this system of, well, I'll just work really hard and I'll, I'll find a way out of it. Like, not out of it, even. I'll find a way to, to survive, I guess. But the fact of the matter is, like, if you look at actual chickens and, you know, metaphorically actual people, eventually you're going to reach a point where you can't produce. Like, chickens will get to that point. And our society is increasingly, capitalism is increasingly, like, callous toward people. There's 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 less and less of a social agreement to, like, provide for people once they're not productive, you know, and... By the time that you or I get to <laughs> retirement, it's going to be like completely on ourselves. Like whatever we manage to squirrel away is all we're going to have. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's it. Oof. And so many people don't have the luxury of putting away money like that. Yep. You know? And and also, I just a little like retirement rant here. Uh, think <laughs> it, that it is astounding how accustomed we have become to just the idea of that, of like working our entire lives for somebody, for a variety of people, but for a class, right? Um, Just to enjoy, you know, making all these sacrifices just to enjoy like those last years without work. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) And and you hear so many stories of people who like worked their whole lives and then they finally retire. They're like too physically unwell to like go do the things they wanted to do. And like, it's, it's, really tragic that we can't like weave in more of those enjoyable moments throughout our lives yeah for sure oh (laughs) so they had this meeting to to talk about you know planning the next thing right figuring out how to fly out of there oh because they were like gonna launch like with a catapult or something yeah that's right well we got to figure something else out i guess or work on it some but i like that they had the meeting this may have been coincidental in coop 17 okay i was wondering that too (laughs) Coop 17, 1917, not a bad year. Yeah, yeah, I, it's one of my faves. 
maybe completely coincidental. It but. could be, but I really <laughs> hope it's not because I also <laughs> noticed that. Uh, all right. And then comes flying in our second main protagonist, Rocky. Okay. I immediately did not trust this man. And then I did like the little x-ray feature voiced by Mel Gibson. So I was correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Problematic Mm -hmm. to say the least. And Rocky was himself problematic. He was an American, first of all. Um, First of all. Oh, the worst. (laughs) But he was also like very American. He He was like, oh, I'm a Rhode Island, whatever. Uh, (laughs) He was the hot one. Everyone wanted him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like just such, such an individualist. He was just like, it's all, I'm only out for myself, you know? And he was totally sexist. Yeah, super sexist. Could not learn anyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they come up with the plan that Rocky, it, because Ginger saw him like flying in, really gliding, sailing, whatever, shooting in through the sky. Hurtling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks that he can teach them to fly and... He agrees under duress because, like, the circus truck pulls up and is looking for him. And she threatens to, like, you know, call them over to find him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's basically saying, like, this revolution idea of yours is impossible. It can't work. I don't want it. And she's like, well, I'm, <laughs> she's like, I'm just going to rat you out. You <laughs> she suck. starts doing it. She starts squawking. She's great. And so he had to, he had to agree. Uh, I think he also, he also had that, like, poster this was also another reason why she thought he could fly aside from seeing it. But like he had this poster of like Rocky, the flying rooster. Yeah. 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 And so he starts this kind of like training program or whatever. It's like boot camp. Just nonsense calisthenics. Yeah. Just <laughs> having them work out, get buff, eat raw meat, get buff. <laughs> God, I hope they don't eat raw meat. That can't be good for chickens. Uh, I don't know what, I guess chickens just eat feet. I mean, they'll eat some like, grubs and stuff in the wild or whatever yeah Yeah, they'll just eat bugs and stuff so i guess that's that's raw meat that's raw all right so one thing i was thinking here because rocky like takes up this leadership role basically just appoints himself in charge of the program uh, the training program which i mean he is he knows how to like fly theoretically and he's teaching them to do that but he also like gets all these perks and shit like one of his first lines when he's like about to teach them stuff is like okay well to fly you have to work as a team and to work as a team you all have to listen to me and ginger's like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) so he's he's co-opting this movement kind of like i was thinking okay what could he what could he represent yeah and i was thinking maybe the american like okay if you think about like the american proletariat versus like the global so He's exploited still. He's running from the circus. So he still faced an exploitation of a sort, but maybe not as bad. He's very individualistic. You know, he fancies himself in charge of the revolution. He still demands like luxury. Like they put him up in like a, like a hot tub or something. (laughs) Um, He sees like, uh, I'm the leader. I will direct all this stuff, but he doesn't actually do any of the training with them. I don't know. It doesn't 100% fit, but it's like compared to like the global South, for example, like it's a privileged position that he's in. Oh, okay. So you're saying in general, he's just the American proletariat. Yeah. maybe. Okay. I could see that. Or he could just be like a liberal. Like he doesn't have to be, you know, like not really even, he doesn't really even believe in the project. He just wants to use it. Yeah. I, I almost think of it more like he's 
maybe not like a liberal because he's not talking enough about like <laughs> about representation and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there is something about co-opting the movement that I think that kind of tracks. Or he's just like a politician, like a like a, a grifter. He's doing a grift. It's a well, grift he is, of some. I mean. I mean, he literally is. But it's not even because he he is telling them, oh, this is going to work. Because a real, like, a you know, unfortunately, our politicians are going to say that would never work. I'm not even yeah, going to say true. the word socialism. That is evil. So it's almost like he's like a someone who uses the language of the movement to further their own position. Maybe he's a podcaster. He's a podcaster. <laughs> there we are. That's why you didn't trust him. That's why I didn't trust him. They're fucking <laughs> reprobates. He's using the movement, talking about it, mm-hmm. but not doing it. A lot of talk, no action. And we all know we get tons of perks. <laughs> One time I had a listener ask how much we make per YouTube view. And I was like, that's cute. You think we make money off of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they allow you to monetize videos that have a hammer and sickle. Cause that's like as bad as a swastika or something. Obviously it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I literally don't know their policies, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if anything, we would be definitely shadow banned. Yeah, which I don't know what that is either, but yeah. <laughs> I, I would wager a guess that our Instagram is lightly shadow banned, um, based based on how few likes we get. So, uh, share our shit, please. <laughs> <laughs> is that does that just mean the algorithm doesn't like you? Yeah, basically. Okay, then we get a little bit back to the. Tweeties. Oh, uh, I love the scene where she's like, we're not making, what does she say? She says like an exact line. It's like, how I want to increase my profits. And then she sees a brochure that says how to increase your profits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of, that feels like a very particularly British humor to me. Like, I feel like I've seen that. To say something directly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I left out loud at that part. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. the little brochure. I'm rich. <laughs> She gets this idea, Mrs. Tweedy gets this idea that instead of doing the chicken stuff, the egg farmer stuff, they're going to make meat pies out of the chickens. Yes. This, I think, is a metaphor for mechanization, automation. I think partially. It's automation or algorithmic capitalism or, I mean, it's going to just kill all the workers for profit. So maybe it's like a necro capitalism. Ooh. This idea that it's just... That's the worst D&D class. <laughs> the necro-capitalist. <laughs> I would kick them out of my party. For sure. Not welcome. No, but like it, it profits off of death. It's healthcare. <laughs> instead of, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and instead of the old system, which I mean still had healthcare, so it still did that. But like the older, you know, phased out system now, now of uh, under threat of revolutionary action under threat of like being embarrassed that the Soviets were providing better, you know, for their people or that Cuba was providing better for their people. America had had this like compulsion to say, well, okay, I guess we have to provide somewhat for people so that they don't kill us. (laughs) There was that sort of agreement that I think is increasingly going away and it becomes more profitable for them to get the meat pie machine out. (laughs) I also saw the immediate connection between like raw goods versus refined goods. Like, I wonder if there's something there as well. Like you get, you get paid more if it's a finished product, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense too. I thought Mr. Tweedy here in this scene 
was sort of like the rear guard or the, you know, establishment, the old fashioned one who was like, well, we've always done it this way, you know, Mm -hmm. then, you know, and then Mrs. Tweedy's like, yes, okay, fine. But we have this relentless drive to make more profit. A reminder that capitalism is just mechanically going to do this. (laughs) It's not, oh, we need nicer guys or anything like that. Like, oh, how could they be this mean? It's just that they like have economic laws that they have to follow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, obviously the movie, like, makes her the overt villain. I think it'd be kind of a more interesting movie if the farmer was, like, completely normally characterized, like, just totally benign in their personality, but still did these things. Yeah, like, you could, it would be funny. You you could do, like, like you said, a nice guy farmer, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, it wouldn't be funny. It would just be sad, I guess, because they would be going, like, uh, talking at the kitchen table like oh there's more bills or Mm -hmm. getting behind and they have to they have to come up with these schemes of oh let's i guess we'll have to resort to the meat pie even though we don't want to that would just be sad i guess (laughs) i guess yeah because then i bet like story-wise you'd have the chickens like try to help the farmer or something like yeah no i don't want that not really i mean they're still trying to fight for their survival you know and they still get killed if the if they don't produce the eggs like yeah yeah it wouldn't be good for a children's movie. It would not, no. But this is funnier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I also like that at some point in their conversation here, or maybe it was earlier, they have, you know, Mr. Tweety keeps suspecting that the chickens are up to shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Mrs. Tweety's like, no, like they, they cannot do that. Like they don't have the capability of it. They cannot organize. I think she even says it like. Yeah, the chickens aren't organized. They use the word organized, which makes me like. Yeah. That's very specific. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, they, they emphasize that like, that is the key component, the key thing that gives them the capability of escaping. I wonder if how much of that is just like British dialect or something, because like, cause I, I, to me, that smacks of labor, obviously, and that kind of agitation. Britain has a very strong uh, labor movement, labor history, and there, there were even... Well, I don't know if they'll still be doing this by this point, um, uh, but they're they're doing yeah they're doing a, a big strike in Britain right now. Ooh, um, and the the rail unions. Lovely, yeah. Because I mean, they could have used another word. Is what I'm saying. Like they could have been like, oh, they're they're plotting or they're they're trying to escape or something. But organize is such a specific term, and I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's totally like because it's it's leftist in that way, but it's broad. Anarchists want to organize, you know. Uh, Marx Leninists want to organize, uh, it, it, you know, everybody on the left or, or, uh, anarcho syndicalists want to organize. Like, you know, they're, they're, that's, that covers all of us <laughs> for sure. For sure. So they're, they keep working on the program, right? They're tr- still trying to train to fly. Ginger keeps like pressuring Rocky, like, come on, we need to learn this yesterday. Like we're out of time. Yeah. They, they don't have time. I was like, dude, neither do we. You know? Nope. <laughs> We we are also out of time. Uh-huh. We get to the dramatic scene with Babs, who thinks that she's about to get executed. Yes. Oh, I love this scene. But instead, they measure her tummy and say, mm-hmm. okay, fatten up the rest of them. I want them all as big as this one. And they give them double rations. Everybody's like, hell yeah. Yes. They all go eating. And Ginger's the one that figures it out. She goes, wait a minute. They're fattening us up for that machine. And... I think this is a particularly juicy part of the metaphor. Like they, they're giving us a treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the, the capitalists never do anything for your benefit. They might do things that benefit you, 
but it's not because it benefits you that they're doing it. Like that's never their reason, you know? Definitely. Like even concessions to the working class, that's the, the reason they're doing that is like to stave off revolution or like we said, to look better on the international stage so that you don't think anything else is an alternative. You know, that, that there's, there's no, there, there's never a big meeting of the capitalists where they're like, what can we do to like be nice to our workers? Cause they're, they're like great, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not a thing. Like, this this is their meager concession. It's like, well, you know, at least while you're here, you get, you know, more streaming channels or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, the, con- the concessions are getting smaller and smaller. Like, honestly, like if we have any people on the right listening to this who are strategizing, I don't know what you're doing here, but if you're listening, don't listen to this next part. <laughs> I think a good strat for them would be to legalize weed. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a pretty chill and good treat that would like, I think, make a lot of people happy in the short term. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be an electoral victory. And, you know, your base would be like, whatever. That's I don't like that, but that's fine. They mm-hmm. destroyed Roe v. Wade. So lifetime voters, you know. Yeah, you're set. I guess be suspicious of that. Like whenever in the future when they roll out, you know. Uh, augmented reality or VR like government issued headsets. It's probably so that they can like keep you in a place, you know, <laughs> like while they continue the death march. They're literally, they're not doing it to be nice. They're literally doing it to, to bolster their profits in the future. So like the mm-hmm. VR example, they're going to monetize the shit out of that at some Yo, point. Yeah. 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 So even while they like have you cooped up or whatever doing that, they're also going to be making money off of you and it keeps you from going out and organizing, mm-hmm. you know? So this brings us to an interesting scene um, and a kind of discussion I wanted to have uh, where Ginger, you know, she just realized what's happening and she tells everybody, she's like, they're going to kill us. And then Rocky is like, whoa, hey, hold on. If you want to motivate someone, don't mention death. And I was like, is this true? You know, I get me, because if so, we're really bad at that. We, <laughs> you're very bad at motivating people <laughs> It's in every episode that we're like, capitalism is trying to kill us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you think? I think it's a balance. Classic Gemini answer here. <laughs> I think there has to be a little bit of fear to get you moving. But I think you also have to have hope to like keep moving. Because I, I there's a lot of discourse online about this right now, which is gross. Don't go there. But um, <laughs> people saying like, oh, is it, you know it's also really bad to be a doomer, you know, like you can't just like, that's what they want us to do is just totally give up. And it's like, I mean, it is an understandable reaction, but I don't, I don't know how I feel about like pathologizing it and saying like, Oh, this means you're, you're bad. You know? I don't know. I, I think that to me, it helps understand the stakes. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's, you know, there, there's a, a quote by Huey Newton, of the Black Panthers, who says the first lesson a revolutionary must learn is that he is a doomed man. Unless he understands this, he does not grasp the essential meaning of his life. And it kind of like, you know, this idea of that freeing you to act with like, you know, understanding the stakes kind of like you. you, Yeah, you got nothing to lose. Yeah. If you don't do something, then it's death for you or, you know, or meaninglessness. Yeah. Whatever that is in your circumstance. They're probably death for us because of the climate, but like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a children's movie. They don't know what, you know, that they don't accurately predict everything. Sure. But like, it does have a depressing effect on the chickens. You know, they're all like laying around like, oh, 
And I think maybe for a lot of people, it does have that like demotivating effect. And they stop eating too, which was interesting. I'm like, man, I'd, I'd be eating if I knew I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do think it can be, I think for me, the word is overwhelming and, you know, existential and just like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do about it? You know, you feel very individual and very small. Yeah, that makes sense. So without pairing it with that organization antidote, then it's really bad to be <laughs> blackpilled about things, right? I mean, if you think about kind of the solution, they have a party. And and that you might say is like, oh, well, that's very frivolous. We should be focusing on other things. But what it does do is like bring everybody together, you know, and, and say, oh, this is what we're fighting for is, is to have this community together. Yeah, yeah. And we are not cold, rational. We're humanists, you know. I'm the least like, rational. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I lean more on the scientific elements of Marxism and stuff. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time, Marxism is not, and you know, and, and communism, anarchism, how whatever your flavor is, not cold and rational only. Like it's humanist, you know. It 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 is seeking what's best for people and dancing and everything, having fun is a big part of that. You know, uh, Emma Goldman had a famous quote. You know, a revolution without dancing is not worth having. <laughs> that is great. That's like the best possible version of that. Like, uh, what is it? A meeting. What is it? It's something about cake. Um, Let them eat cake. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's uh, a gathering without cake. It's just a meeting or something like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Know. Or like a party without a, a cake. A party. Yeah. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like hers better, though. Yeah, no, that's what came to mind. It's it's not so it's not a direct quote really. Like that's what it gets distilled down to in in popular usage. Uh, but it's like from a book that she wrote where she was dancing at a party, you know, and and some of the some of her activist friends were oh like, "Gosh, oh, how can you, you be dancing? You're dancing? We have we should, you should be more serious, more dedicated, oh my God. revolutionary." And she was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like your take on that as like re-inspiring that sense of community yeah yeah like you can't afford to be doomer all the time you also have to say like look at look at what we're fighting for look at what we could have yeah and not in like a liberal self-care idea sort of thing which take care of yourself that's not what we're saying but because like, that's individualized it, exactly yeah individualized it, that that's that's just like hey go like stay in in your room and like do things for you but like we're talking uh, not necessarily socially like get together or whatever, but like realize your potential, your like a sense of hope in the power you have with other people. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then it's at this party and it's just a little fun dance party, little thing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's at this party that Rocky loses his uh, sling. And it's like, Oh, your arms better. You can fly now. <laughs> okay. I have a question. The rats, who do you think they are? Because I, one, they're really funny. But <laughs> yes, they have the best puns. Absolutely the best puns. I loved it. But who are they? So they're, they're profiting off the revolution, I guess. They, they, they are their suppliers, but they demand payment. But they also go with them in the end, which I was surprised to buy. I had a tough time, too. At first, I was like, well, they're doing crimes, kind of like they're stealing shit. It's just like, well, maybe they're like the Stalin bank robbers, you know? But <laughs> like you said, they are profiting off of it, too. Or they're like doing it to buy eggs. 
So they're getting like they're they're paid off. They don't care about them escaping really. They would be fine. They wouldn't be killed. Yeah, they and that's the weird part. Like that's when I was I was so surprised to see them in the, like the plane at the end. I was like, "Oh, you guys came. Okay. Like I thought you'd be fine chilling at the farm." Yeah, it's weird. But I guess they wanted a supply of eggs still, which they would probably still end up with some eggs, you know. I I guess so. I don't know if the chickens are okay with that. I, I was wondering that too at the very end. Like, are they just going to keep, do they hatch every egg now? It's going to be a lot of chickens. Yeah, that would probably be too many. Yeah. And it's just a natural part of the chicken that they just lay eggs even when they're not. So, so some of them would still be unfertilized. Yeah. And they could just be like, hey, you can have that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They might not fit into this. This they're just story. fun they're, they're fun. fun i like them <laughs> <laughs> no um communist content from them sorry rats <laughs> yeah uh not everything is a metaphor <laughs> but the coop being coop 17 is definitely that one is absolutely <laughs> all right they get the machine up and running because like it was delivered you know big huge truck and they had to build it and it was Mr. Tweedy trying to figure it out. So it took oh, a God. while. But <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're able to develop the entire revolutionary potential of the working class in the meantime. So it took a while. but It took like 100 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoa. So maybe it's like the it's, it's just industrialization. Like, <gasps> oh. like the slow process of, you know, because I mean, since Marx's time and even before that, you know, he goes through the economic history of. The workers getting increasingly ground up in the machine, you know, but it it takes a long time for it to get to the terminal stage where it's actually just going to kill everyone on the planet. Okay, okay, I see that because you could argue that like pre-industrialization would be before they were like enclosed as much. They had grass to eat, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they have already been industrialized a little bit. Like it's clearly, it's an operation. Yeah. But this is the next level of when it's so mechanized that it's like pushing out the workers. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to look at mm. it. And Mr. Tweedy even references those earlier times because he's like, oh, well, my father was an egg farm and his father and all that. It's like they've been doing this. There have been bosses of some sort earlier stages of history for so long you know yeah definitely yeah we're reading way into that oh for sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna just i'm gonna just assume wallace and gromit are secretly communists like yeah yes definitely (laughs) definitely oh yeah they get the machine up and running and they need to test it of course they get ginger the troublemaker mr tweed's like i know just the one so it goes and gets ginger hauls her away to the machine oh and Rocky goes in to save her. And they kind of, you know, they do a a little scene where they're in the machine sort of thing and trying to escape. Here's the thing. It gave me some Luddites vibes. Ooh. They were busting up the machine. Yeah. I mean, they did it in this case specifically to get out of it. But even afterwards, they're still like stealing parts and shit from the machine. I thought that was, I don't know, kind of reminded yeah. me of that whole thing. And that's a good callback, too, because if you think about the Luddites, they would say, we're not just breaking this machine to break it, or we don't believe in it, or whatever. It's We're, we're trying to escape, too. We're trying to, like, not have this machine kill us mm-hmm. by driving us out of a job and by, you know, making our families starve. Yeah, we are being exploited by this machine, and so we have to destroy it. So just as much as the chickens trying to escape with their lives from this machine and destroying it, that the Luddites were doing the same. Point is, 
Luddites are cool. Chickens are cool. <laughs> I'm a fan of both. Machines can be cool. Like Okay, I think that still works because they end up stealing machine parts for their eventual escape. So it's not anti-technology. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But technology in the hands of the capitalists will be destructive to the working class. All right. Uh, they escape. Well, they escape the machine, not the whole farm yet. That's coming. <laughs> yeah, true. They escape <laughs> and go back to the farm because they want to rescue everybody. Oh, uh, she brings back the label to prove to them that the machine is to kill them. And chickens can read. This is the importance of literacy. Uh, <laughs> Why that's true every communist regime regime every communist government does a big literacy program because they're good yeah <laughs> and you it's gotta easy. have an educated proletariat or at least literate so they do the demonstration or they're going to but rocky is not there rocky fucking bails of course he does and this is where they find out that rocky was shot out of a cannon he was a circus chicken which, I mean, they knew he was from the circus or, or somebody. I guess Ginger may have been the only one to know. Yeah. Then they you know, they find out, damn, he can't fly. Uh, and this failure leads to some intra-class squabbling. Yes, this was interesting. They start by, like, yelling at the old man, Rooster. Who is he supposed to be? I mean, I know he's, like, military, but he's also on their side, so. Yeah, I, I didn't ever come up with a political analysis for him, I don't think. Let me see. I don't have anything. I mean, maybe he's just veterans and their revolutionary potential. Mm, yeah. I mean, the Bolsheviks, you know, they were big in the Red Army because of the experience of the war. But hey, maybe there's that. Maybe. He's hard to pin down. He's like the rats. Confusing. Anyway, <laughs> so they, start, they start fighting each other and they get into a big fucking mud fight. And mm -hmm. Ginger's like, don't you see? This is what they want us to do to turn against each other. Which I don't know if the farmer actually gives a shit about that. But, I mean, for the metaphor, works great. But it kept them from organizing, right? They were just, mm, if they yeah, just yeah. keep fighting each other, then they'll waste their time until they're hauled off to the machine. If we just yell at each other online about, <laughs> oh, you're a tanky or, oh, you're an anarchy or whatever, like, we're going to just keep doing that until we are boiled so i know anarchy is with d's but i did picture it with t's as like a little kitten kitty oh that's cute. cute okay that might be a shirt later <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one i'm gonna write that down but yeah so they they stop fighting and they this is when they decide to build a machine right yeah 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 because she sees uh, ginger sees for some reason pays attention to Fowler's pin, his RAF pin, and it's got the wings. And she's like, "Oh shit! What if we make a plane?" And yeah, they so they so they get together, they start building it. They're using mass action. They're all pitching in, and they're stealing tools, like you said, from the farmers, from the capitalists. They're stealing their tools and using it to build build their plane. I love that. I guess in our case, that would be using technology that has like capitalist origins and is part of that system, but using it for our own means of communication and means of organizing and means of like getting shit done. And it's, it's hard to do in some ways. If you think about all the surveillance technology and shit. Oh, you really got to check your privacy settings. <laughs> yeah. It's just how far can you go with that? And they can, you know, activate shit even when you've turned it off and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
you got to be careful about how you do that once you get into the real deal of things. While you're just like organizing people, it's not so bad when you're just like starting out. But once you get to the, okay, let's take them down stuff. <laughs> yeah. Use with caution. And Dave and Dan are going to be <laughs> going to be uh, called into the scene. For sure. I also like how during the building process, like different chickens were in charge of different things. They're using like your individual strengths to contribute. Like even Babs, like the dumb chicken is in charge of like the sewing aspect because she's really good at knitting. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's a place in the revolution for everybody. For every chicken. Comrades bring different (laughs) skills. Yeah. (laughs) No, that was super cool. It's just they're they're all working together. They're doing this. And uh, I kind of like that they... You know, it's it's just a children's movie and it's just like chickens working together or whatever. But like for, you know, I've been saying a little bit recently, like maybe we need some sort of approach that does that of like, hey, we're just all like teaming up, like n- not saying that it's socialist or communist or anything. You know, um, it's just people working together. Yeah. People might buy it. into that more because they're brainwashed by (laughs) western media yeah yeah i think especially with time being the issue that it is it might be a faster route just to say i don't have time to unbrainwash you from that so let's just say we're all going to work together for a good world (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you guys listening you're in on it you know what's up so we can tell you about it (laughs) so you can go lie to other people yeah (laughs) it's not lying it's marketing uh which is the greatest evil you can do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but marketing for the people. Yes, yes. Slightly <laughs> right. less evil. So they're building, they're building, they're building. And the farmers were building at the same time. And they finally get the machine to work because it's, it's sabotaged basically repeatedly <laughs> by all the theft. Mr. Tweety comes out to go get the chickens and he catches them. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, he catches them building in the act which they just all look up like (laughs) imagine how insane this farmer must feel like what what the fuck these chickens are using human tools (laughs) well he had been thinking that he saw that repeatedly and mrs tweedy was like no it's all in your head is that just like the hyper vigilance of the police state oh okay like why does he see it why does he see it and the capitalist is just I mean, we talked about, like, the capitalists just unwilling to believe that they're capable of it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he sees it, I think, is interesting. Like, you know, like, it's, it's kind of like the Antifa, like, scare, you know? Like, they just assume, mm, like, So he's like a reactionary. Yes, yes. Like, he wants to... Like, that's why he patrols every night, like a fucking nutcase. I did not know farmers patrolled their farms every yeah. night. That seems like <laughs> a lot. My Stardew yeah. Valley character goes straight the fuck to sleep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um like a Gestapo guy or something, but... <laughs> and they have those big, scary dogs. Like, mm-hmm. why do you have, like, Dobermans? I don't think Dobermans are farm dogs, traditionally. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they're They're usually do. police dogs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he is hypervigilant. You know, he's the, the very far right that's, like, feels like a victim. Oh, there's a there's a communist plot happening. Yeah. 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 And, and always, yeah sees sees things in terms of this threat that you know is always there they're always you know being attacked being besieged by the barbarians us uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that makes sense and then mrs tweedy is like the cool headed 
capitalists that's just in it for the profits and will use, you know, the violent right wing thugs for their purposes, but also doesn't really believe in that, like in, in the in the crazy threats and stuff that. Yeah, she's very comfortable in her position. She doesn't have any sort of faith in the working class. In fact, wants to get rid of them. Yeah, that's a good. Okay, cool. We sorted that out. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he catches them. And they and then they just attack him, which I love. Yes, this is the revolutionary moment. We d- you you don't know you know no one knows the hour right like uh, it'll happen at some point. And the point is, if you hadn't prepared for that, then you just get hauled off to the machine and die. Yeah, because they had to know. Okay, we're all going to do this. You know, everyone's jumping right now. We're all going to jump on this guy because if you'd had like that one chicken with the weird buzz cut, who was like not on board with it if her faction had won out, then it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. They'd just be sitting in their coops. They'd look up and they'd be like, oh no, and they'd just get killed. <laughs> so that's the importance of preparing, you know, organizing ahead of time so that when... When shit pops off. When the iron is hot, yeah, well, you can strike. You know, you, you have to be able to actually take power, meaning you have to have like the capability of doing that, you know? You have to have the numbers and you have to have the resolve, like all that shit has to work. The organization, the, yeah, everything all tied together. Uh, And so, boom, they jump. Ginger yells attack. They go after Mr. Tweedy and they take him down. All of them together, piling on, you know, think of one chicken jumping on him. How would that be? Or like five chickens? Like, okay, but all of them do it. It's it's the hundred ducks or one giant duck. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hundred chickens. Yeah. All right, and then we have a couple things happen here. Uh, one of them is like, what have we done? Once they like time up and put them <laughs> under the thing, they're like, oh no, what have we, like a, kind of a moment of, <laughs> of squeamishness at like the revolutionary action they've done. Like, have we gone too far sort of thing, mm. you know? Like a moment where everything could melt away. Like they could be like, oh, oh, oh no, like and just go back to their coops or something or, or, or stand around and kind of like worry. And we have these two. Uh, you know, it, it, people, people will, will doubt and, 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 or say, we've got to sit and plan some more, you know, during revolutionary moments. And it's kind of up to like the dedicated organizers, Ginger in this case to be like, no, Hey, this is the moment we are doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. We have to be ready right now. It's happening. Yeah. The, uh, someone else, uh, the, who's the nerdy one? Oh, um, what's her name? She's very Scottish. Mac. Mac, that's it. That's extremely Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> Mac says, wait, wait, hold on. I don't know if like the plane is 100% ready, really. But they were just like, it, we, we have to. We have to do it now. You know? And it's like your organization, your party, whatever you've got is not necessarily, is guaranteed not to be 100% where There's you no want such it thing. when the moment happens. Yeah. But you got to do it, you know? And I feel like it's almost guaranteed to never be at a hundred or even like, I feel like the margins on that are going to get increasingly smaller because again, you know, surveillance state, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you get too organized and too like, if everyone's like really communist or something, then like you're probably going to get broken up by some yep. raids and shit. Yeah. You Speaking will, of which I got a helicopter. I don't know if you can hear that. So I guess they're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and Dan got tired of being stuck in traffic go get him (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so they unbox the cool plane that they've all worked real hard <laughs> together to build. <laughs> they made a plane. It's good. <laughs> they get in, and Fowler's just sitting there, like, ready to pedal. They're like, what the fuck, Fowler? You're supposed to drive this plane. <laughs> He's like, oh, chickens don't drive planes. I don't know why you thought that. And I was like, that's <laughs> a great point. I love how, like, ridiculous he thought they were. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, that was the Air Force. Like, <laughs> they don't like chickens behind chicken. complex aircrafts. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, you're a chicken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to forget. They're very, you know, humanoid. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of human things in this movie, including have teeth and smile. Like, it's very weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> that had to be such a long design discussion of like character design. Like, do they have teeth? Do they have they're teeth? Like, what do we do? They're just going to have a gaping maw if we don't give them teeth. <laughs> we have to do something. <laughs> so Fowler's like, I-, I can't do it. Right. And they're like, hey, none of us can do this, actually. Like, <laughs> we're not we're supposed not- to be doing any of this. <laughs> yeah. And, that, you know, so, so he's like, okay, I'm going I'm to try it. And that's another thing. You know, when that moment happens you have to have the organization already gone down right and once that moment happens your organization is not going to be up to where you want it to be you might think it's not capable but you got to do it anyway and you yourself exactly might not be ready i know i'm going to be scared as fuck oh my gosh yeah happens in my lifetime you know (laughs) but you gotta you gotta be fowler here you gotta do it anyway yeah yeah definitely And it's not necessarily flying the plane right that might be your role or you might be peddling and you might not think, oh, I can't, you know, I don't, I'm not up to this, but you got to try, you know, whatever your role is. Like we said, everyone's got their different abilities. Definitely. Like it's, it is, that moment is thrust upon him. So they, so he, so he goes up there, he does it. They all pedal together, each according to their ability. <laughs> Including Babs who cannot reach the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're going, they're going. And then Mr. Tweedy fucking comes out and knocks down the ramp oh what a douche uh what are they, uh, they drive around right they go Whoop. yeah they, they, like, swerve. they swerve back around and this is when rocky comes back right yeah because ginger goes to get the ramp but then mrs tweedy shows up and starts hacking at her uh and then yeah rocky ramps in and saves the day because he i get he saw that meat pie sign and was like oh man i'm being an asshole so he comes back that doesn't, to me, represent anything. Just story, like I, yeah, the plot line. <laughs> I think so too. I think they they slapped in a a fairly big star <laughs> to the movie. Like I I wish like Rocky didn't exist for most of this movie, and yeah. also like a weird like romance angle. Like we didn't need it. Yeah, that was just you know storytelling or that whatever. Was movie. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. They probably like it would be stronger without him. I think it would because it would be like a purely internal movement and they could have just thought about it by like she sees geese fly earlier in the movie, you know, like Mm -hmm. she could have just thought about it on her own. Yeah, because their structure is not like it's not even that much of a like a plane. I guess they do figure out like blueprints and shit from Fowler's plane wing thing like they Mm, go in that box. Yeah, but it doesn't function like a real plane because it it flaps like like a bird. So. Yeah, and they still could have done that without Rocky because they would have gotten the pictures from the old guy. So, yeah, I don't think Rocky's necessary. Anti-Rocky. Rocky, we're not on your team, man. Sorry. But anyway, he comes in, smacks Mrs. Tweety in the face, uh, and helps Ginger get the ramp up. 
and they the plane they succeed the plane flies over the fence it caught some of the lighting so rocky and ginger are able to get onto that and climb up hooray everything's great except mrs tweedy crazy lady also (laughs) clings onto the (laughs) string of christmas lights flying through the air (laughs) flying from chickens in a plane yeah (laughs) really desperate here but i mean this is when capitalists have their backs against the wall they'll they'll be desperate you know like she literally brought brings out the axe and is ready to murder them all because i mean yeah you're right they can't take a revolution like that lying down they won't you know they haven't in the past they they will try to strangle it in its cradle because she's doomed economically if she doesn't do that right like it's again like she has to uh, she's cartoonishly evil and wants to also but they need workers to exploit they can't allow them to escape like we said earlier there is no alternative and it, this is why right we kind of wonder like why is the you know united states and, and you know the western line countries like why are they such assholes to you know socialist countries in history and that still continue to exist and that's why is because they cannot allow successful alternatives they can't show that that's an option right and they have to go to war with them whether that's an you know an economic war or what what have you just you know starving a bunch of people with an embargo and then pointing and saying like oh look this is what socialism does you know like that's that's why they do that (laughs) yeah yeah for sure like they have a vested interest in keeping the system the same and like again like it it's kind of funny to flip it from like a humanist perspective of like damn this lady's life is about to get blown up <laughs> like literally <laughs> yeah. they blow up her farm so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they they engage in the defense of the revolution everyone works together to expel the capitalist invaders basically this is ginger climbing down to uh cut the line and then the other the, guys the are helping out yeah the rats are firing off their eggs and crying (laughs) (laughs) again complicated to read these rats they did like exploit it but then they were willing to give up their their loot for the revolution so interesting maybe they are the petty bourgeoisie that that Mm. break off from their uh break off from their class to join in the revolution because they are like little business rats yeah they're like little traveling salesmen (laughs) and they but they're the the (laughs) section that you know abandons their class and joins in the struggle okay okay i can see that (laughs) they're also petty because they're small because they're rats (laughs) (laughs) there you go so i like that that they're all you know teaming up to help with that i do like that here mrs tweedy has like a literal mask off moment because they fly through her sign and she gets her face her like (laughs) nice face on there i forgot about that yeah and then she tears that off and behind it she's like you know doing her evil i'm about to cut you with an axe face so that was just like a a nod to the, uh, it wasn't intentional, but like no, to me, I was like, oh, damn, cartoon. here's mask off capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of, oh, I'm a sweet farmer selling pies and it's, oh, I'm actually exploiting a bunch of things right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, in the end, the defeat of Mrs. Tweedy comes by her own arm. I love that. So she tries to hack off. Um, oh my god Ginger Ginger. You're as bad as Rocky I know I'm gonna call her Dollface next (laughs) I am am sexist Hello everyone (laughs) (laughs) So yeah She tries to chop off Ginger's head Ginger manages to duck And she has cut The Christmas light line Herself 
capitalism digs its own grave. But does it do it like on its own? No. Right. If it did it on its own, it would drag all of us down in and it, it may be on the road to doing that. Sure. But I mean, eventually she would have no more chickens left because they all got turned into pies. So, yeah, well, she'd just keep <laughs> buying chickens, I guess. But like, I guess, yeah, the only way that she got to that point was by the chickens mess revolutionary action. And that's the only way we're going to get capitalism to dig their own grave is by training up by organizing. I do like that Ginger was trying to cut it off. It wasn't like, well, this is a kid's movie. We can't try to kill this person. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she was willing to do the revolutionary action of killing the capitalist. Dude, Ginger is hardcore. I love her. Like, she, she's willing to rat out Rocky to mm-hmm. get him hauled away to the circus. She's, she n- never flinches. She would be, you know, when the reporters come to the chicken commune that they start she would be like tell them about the terror you know tell them what we did (laughs) she is chicken lennon yes (laughs) i thought okay so mrs tweedy she falls back and and, like falls into the machine and boy and mr tweedy like it's pretty harsh man he leaves her there (laughs) (laughs) he's like she sucks i guess uh, yeah, I was like, damn, she's going to boil a dude. But luckily, she's a cartoon character, so mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, she was fine. fine. I mean, everything exploded, I guess, but she survived. Somehow. <laughs> and then we see the chickens. The chicken commune. It was great. Yeah, they have, oh, I love it. They have the little baby chicks, and they're getting their education from Mac. So mm-hmm. they're educating the youth. Yeah. Both in like science, and then you also have old man Fowler telling them about the revolution. So they're getting yes. revolutionary education as well. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh, it looked great. It, it looked pretty rad. I, I did. My last note here was that the rats were kind of already scheming to do another chicken farm. Okay, yeah, I was wondering about that. Like they used it obviously as a chicken and the egg joke, but. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, like, I guess they would have to contend with that in the future. Like, you have to be always vigilant. Yes. So, so mm. this is this is this is a uh, Maoism. This is, you know, these are capitalist rotors, and <laughs> the idea, and this is Stalinism or, or Marxism Leninism, uh, that Stalin said in that book that he wrote. We had we had it in in uh, what is to be done? No, no, Stalin. no. No, that's, no this that's, is uh, uh, the long course. Short course. Short course. Long. We thought it was long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, yeah, it was it's long to us. Um, <laughs> where he said that class struggle doesn't end, one, you know, under socialism, but it intensifies. So this petty bourgeois that temporarily broke off and was willing to, you know, do away with what they had to help in the revolutionary struggle still has their certain class interests that they want to, like, return to you know they want to keep they want to go back to like when they had more stuff yeah and like in the movie if this actually happened it would be really difficult because these mice did work with them like they they were there like if it weren't for them like ginger would have been hacked to death by the farmer on the christmas lights and they got Mm -hmm. supplies for them like i mean the supplies were were from payment but still like they it would be hard to turn on those rats, I bet. Yeah, and it's not, you know, what would you do? You would just be like, hey, hey, guys, don't, like, don't do that. Like, we won't let you take a chicken egg and, ra- you know, like, you don't have to throw the rats off the island or kill them or anything. You just, like, 
hey, don't. <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, I think the solution is you give them those unfertilized eggs of like, well, we're not going to eat our own eggs because that's pretty crazy. So like, yeah. you can eat these. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that'd be fine. Yeah. But uh, that's, that, that's the kind of crazy interpretation of them. But it, it was just a <laughs> chicken and egg joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was just a setup for that. I mean, this whole thing, we're really, you know, really stretching metaphors here. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this was requested by like multiple listeners, at least at least two, I think. Yeah. So it wasn't just us that saw this. Okay, good. I, I'd never thought of it this way, really, but it was great. I, I love that interpretation of it. I'm sticking with it. Always remember Coop 17 and organization. <laughs> they're throwing those hints out there. I think so. I, I think they're they're okay with that. Also, a lot of Star Trek references in the flying scene, which I enjoyed. What did they reference? I missed them. They told the Scottish chicken to give it everything. Like she she was like, "I'm getting everything I've got, Captain." And oh. <laughs> and then whenever she the the farmer Mrs. Tweedy grabbed onto the lights, they said, "We have a Klingon." Oh, I did hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm a Star Trek nerd, so I liked it. Yeah, I did notice that one. <laughs> So my rating of this, five out of five stars. Chef's kiss emoji. Wow. Loved it. I would give it four out of five. My issue is Rocky. I did not like him or his storyline. I don't like that he ended up with Ginger. She deserves better. Yeah, Rocky was not cool. Um, <laughs> they didn't need him. I didn't factor that in. I, I like was annoyed with him as a character, but at first didn't see like, I was like, well, I mean, he introduced them to this, you know, but like, you're right that they could have thought of it on their own. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it was necessary. But uh, other than that, yeah, I liked it. I love the metaphor. I like, I mean, it's also just very beautifully made. I mean, it's just masterful in in stop motion. So I really enjoy that kind of shit. So I think maybe though Rocky is like preventing it from being too cool of a movie to be made. Like Rocky Mm. gives like that traditional storytelling of like, here's a hero. He comes Mm -hmm. in and does a thing and like has an arc or whatever. Here's the twist. Here's the romance. Yeah. 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 Whereas otherwise it's it's like for us too cool of a story in that like it's it's <laughs> damn these chickens just get together and fucking overthrow the bosses and get out, you know? Yeah, that might be you might be right on that. They might have, have had to maybe not intentionally. I don't think they were sitting there like this is movies do comedies. Yeah. <laughs> but they might have said like okay, we need it. We need a we need a boy hero in here. We need something, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I've really laughed at the point where like he and Ginger kissed because they did it from the back. So I'm like, yeah, you didn't want to figure out how those beaks are going to kiss, did you? <laughs> yeah, that was too complicated. <laughs> because their beaks are like above their mouths. It's very confusing, anatomically speaking. Yeah, I don't, no idea what they do no, there. No, <laughs> that would be a nightmare. <laughs> I was like, I, I get you. I would have done that too. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm going to keep my five-star rating. Go for it. It was funny. I mean, it was it was a kid's movie, but... But it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. And all the messages that we talked about, they're like... Some of them were stretches, I think, but I think that the, that like the core of the movie still maintained that organization bit. Like, that that was definitely there. Yes, I, I agree. Like, the the scene that, like, got it for me was... was Mrs. Tweedy saying, like, I need more profits. Like, she is not satisfied with what she has, you know? Yeah. And again, and uh, Ginger's speech when she says, you know... What can we have? She she spells the dream out to them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Definitely. like... Like I said, that was that was old major at the beginning. You know, it, it's, it's like Animal Farm, but good. Yes, I was thinking that, too. 
<laughs> like it's, it's Animal Farm, but written, not written by an anti-communist, you know? Yeah, I was, I misremembered what this movie was about. And I was like, are they going to take over the farm? And I was like, no, they're just going to escape. But like, that would have also been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, five and five would watch again. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite impressed. Did not expect this much content, honestly, from a children's <laughs> movie from 2000. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you to the l- listeners who suggested that. Absolutely. We want to call it there? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, a shorty. We've had some long boys lately, so that's Yeah. Good. Yeah, give you guys a break. Yeah, take it easy this week. I probably <laughs> will also be taking it easy this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next week, which we will be doing a big one, right? Oh, uh, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about the German Democratic Republic, popularly known as East Germany. Got any juicy preview bits? Fun no, facts? zero. Uh, <laughs> you haven't started? I've, I've, I've read some, but I don't have anything cool. Okay. It's all going to be really boring is what you're telling their listeners. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Tune in for <laughs> dry, as dry as possible, Oh yeah. East German content. I mean, I can't think of a better advertisement than that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Yeah, but it'll be good. All right, dude. Well, I will talk to you next week. All right. See ya. Bye. Hey there, comrades. Just jumping in to remind you of all of our social media. We are on Twitter at Teach Communism, Instagram at Teach Me Communism. You can shoot us an email. That's teachmecommunism at gmail.com. Any of those places are good to send us an episode suggestion or a question, anything you think would be useful feedback for us or just your admiration. If you want to admire us in a public manner, and you should, you can go to Apple Podcasts to give us a review. It is the best way to help people find the show. Love when people write and review us. Please do both. We are also on YouTube if that's how you prefer to listen to podcasts, or if you know someone that's the only way they'll listen to podcasts, send them to our page. And we have a Patreon. For five bucks a month, you get access to our notes for each week's episode, including the backlog of notes, which is a very handy resource for up-and-coming commies. And at the end of the year, all of the funds from Patreon will be given to local mutual aid in the DFW area. So, ain't going to line our pockets. Finally, we have merch. Check us out at Tee Public. You can find shirts and I believe also stickers and magnets and all kinds of fun stuff with catchphrases from the show or episode art, stuff like that. The link to that store is in the show notes, so check that out. Okay, that's all the internet. Join us next time for another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. Bye, y'all.